Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Welcome to the place where you get different shows on different days. Because that's right, this is a channel. That's right. And you're bloody my, not uh, treating it as a, a serious business. As my laptop goes off with an iMessage, unsure how to disconnect the two. And that's okay. Because if I ever lose my phone, I can text from my laptop like I had to do a few months ago and I lost my phone at a pub. Everyone has a more tech challenge friend. You are that person. <laughs> Today I want to talk about periods. It's been a while. Oh, God, we haven't had a period chat in forever. Yeah, Hopefully. you can, you can uh, download the full period debrief this year that we've had with Lucy Peach, uh, who talks about the cycle uh, that we find within our body across a month that goes with our menstrual cycle. The power of the period and how we can all get in kind of touch with our with our bodies and how interlinked that is with the seasons and our energy levels. That's right. That's it's a right. pretty fascinating. It is. It is. But I don't want to talk about any of that today. I just want to talk about my period. Oh, sick. Yeah, And cool. uh, taking me back to, I suppose, those early days where you just didn't really know when it was coming, how heavy or light it was going to be, and you ran around like an embarrassed schoolgirl, and that's currently how I'm feeling today. An embarrassed schoolgirl. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Doses of it. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um. Well, that's what this chat is, yeah, to catch up where we're at in life. I want to talk about the fact that I just just cannot deal with Sundays. Mm. I just – it's I say, gone. Mm, I say it's, I, that was the most smug I've been in terms of not being single, I think, ever because I hated it so much It's too. gone, but it's gone to a new level of – can I just kick this off and get it out of the way with? Yeah, let's just do a bit of housekeeping first. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to the VIPs that have joined oh, us and our posse. Oh, our posse members, we're obsessed with you. If you want to jump on board, there's all different tiers. It can be as little as, a you know, what you pay for a coffee a week that you can contribute towards the production and the um, the runnings of this podcast channel. The Going Steady TG VIP posse, though, had a very nice treat. Uh, it was probably about a week or so ago when Usher Gunsberg came in. That episode will be up in the next few weeks. But he came in and we did a bit of a Facebook Live with him, uh, particularly for our VIP Posse Facebook page. Um, And just little things like that we're doing over there to just give a few little extra nudges of love for people that are financially supporting us. Of course, as we've mentioned, all of the shows staying all free. So you will be getting that chat. No one needs to pay anything. But if you do have a bit of extra cash and you love what we do here, um, we don't just want you to pay for that. We want to give you a little bit more. So we did 
did that and, and we do all different kinds of cool stuff. Lots of conversation throughout the week on all of the shows too and a bit of a, I suppose, a streamlined access to you and I. Yeah, um, you can check out the VIP uh, Posse membership program. There is a link in the show notes of this particular show if you want to check that out. Great. What else of housekeeping? Oh, we're doing a live show every Thursday if you're a Sydney sider or know someone that is to debrief on the Batchy series that's going down. I we think had I, Gretel Colleen on a couple of weeks ago. And I think more importantly from the Batchy, what, what I've taken from these events is they've ended up getting to know our posse. <laughs> so if you are a person that loves a show or wants to actually have a chat with Merce and I, uh, I'm not really watching the show much. Um, so I have to tap her on the shoulder sometimes and be like, you do realise we're about to record a live <laughs> podcast with, you know, Georgia Love in seven seconds. You probs should watch more than, you know, like a glance of what's going on in on the telly. I mean, look, you watch it for three seconds and you've got some idea yeah, of what the storyline is, I've got to say. So if you do want to come down and just have a drink um, with us, the podcast is done free of charge. There is no entry fee. Uh, we have drink specials on that night and we are really trying to use it as a bit of a a weekly catch-up and community and a girls' hangout. There's been girls the last few weeks that have got to know each other and, and have caught up and come again together. So it's been it's been quite nice. And a few people have been coming on their own. So don't feel like mm-hmm. you you can't. All of our events are very open and very um, – we encourage that is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So so make sure you come down. It's the Sheaf uh, in Double Bay on a Thursday night from 7. Okay. I've been single for like almost a year now and – up till this point, I remember you talking about Sundays a lot. You were single for about five years. And it, look, regardless of whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship or what your bloody status is, I'm always been that, I've always been someone that I don't sit incredibly uh, comfortably in Sundays. There's always been this sense of, ah, oh, well, the party's over. Time to get back to the real world. Like, And I think, I feel like that was triggered or highlighted a lot when I was in um, a, a long relationship that towards the end was quite unhappy and I think we we're both in denial wanting to make it work but not really knowing how mm. or if that's possible but Sundays for us I don't know you know I'm trying to think channel back to that time of a relationship right and there would be little things that we would have the most blow up big fights about that were so niggly and stupid and menial I would wake up on a Sunday morning like not even oh it's Sunday afternoon time to start thinking about work or meal prep I would wake up on a Sunday morning. I would feel physically anxious and tight in my chest about having to go and do the supermarket shopping because that for me was a symbol or like it signified the fact that this time that was fun on the weekend was now over. And I would write – it was to the point where I wouldn't even really give myself a weekend because I'd have Saturday – and that was basically it. Like I would cut – like the weekend is typically two days. Mm. I would give myself one of those. I would wake up on a Sunday and be like, party's over, guys. It's like, nah, there's actually another 24 hours where you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yes. And enjoy your life. Yes. Are you talking about the relationship Sundays or the single Sundays now? Because I'm confused. This was relationship okay. Sundays. So you were giving yourself only one weekend where, day where even Sunday, then Sunday, So Sunday sucked regardless. So that's what I'm trying to paint a picture of. This isn't just – it, it doesn't – this – I can't deal with Sundays doesn't just come from a place of now being single for the last 12 months and being lonely and having time and not knowing what to do with it. I want to give uh, like my experience with Sundays in general, right. never really being that easy and never being that comfortable regardless of being in a relationship or not. Yeah, okay. And I think maybe that's why because for me they've all, Sundays have always been built on this place of fun's over, especially doing long distance and I would – 
live away from friends, family, relationship, blah, 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 and have to drive back every Sunday. So there was always this sense of impending doom Mm -hmm. on a Sunday where it's like time to get back to something, you know, that you don't – I don't really like living away. I Mm. miss my family. I'm homesick. Mm. So I think there's probably still a bit of a hangover of that going on. Mm. Now coupled with the fact that I'm single is just – pretty intense to the point where I have got um, a mate now that I call her, she, I put her on Sunday watch. Like we've literally started a thing where I'm like, she, like we refer to it now. I'm like, hey, just so you know, you're on Sunday watch. And she'll just call me. She's like, what's happening? Because she knows that I, and last Sunday was a perfect example of this, where from the moment that I woke up, I just was like, I don't want to get out of bed. I was like, I hate this feeling of like of knowing that all I fantasize about during the week, all I think about during the week is, oh, how good will it be just to relax and just really not do that much on the weekend? Yeah. I'd love to stay in. I'd love to do a bit of cooking. Maybe I'll go to that yoga club. Maybe I'll open that book that's been sitting on my bedside for the last six months. And I, and I tell myself, Christy, this weekend coming is the weekend that it's happening, okay? It doesn't have to be this full retreat mode where it's like 48 hours, but just for a little pocket there, you're going to not feel guilty about not doing anything. And every single Sunday rocks round. And what am I doing? It plays so much into my um, denial and into my um, sense of avoidance that every Sunday... It's almost like I avoid the things that I know will make me feel good because deep down I feel like I don't deserve it. Mm. It, Because I'm like, you went out last night, babe, you know, and you spent money that you didn't need to and you ended up, I don't know, hooking up with a guy that you probably didn't want to or you, I don't know, there's this like sense of regret or remorse so then when it comes to, and I've psychoanalyzed this and it's one of the things that's on my list to work with with my therapist going back there now because it's getting, I feel like it's getting more and more intense. I've always had these feelings of like guilt. I think sometimes with guilt though, there's like this level of, I think it's still important to feel like you have achieved. Do you know what I mean? Like is there a way that the stuff that you do you can Instead of like feeling focusing on what you don't do and then feeling guilty about that, is there a way you can change the ideas of what you should be doing? So you're kind of getting a step ahead. So when you say I need to do all of this stuff, mm. starting to look at whether you can do it, whether you will do it, whether you want to do it, and then looking at what is likely to be done. So then by the time you get to Sunday – you're more realistic with what your life is. Does that make sense? Because I think sometimes often we think it's got to be just as simple as I've just got to believe in myself and and, and I'm the biggest preacher in self-worth. It comes back to a lot of that stuff. But then there's like this action here where I think sometimes we make it unre- unrealistic for us to be happy with ourselves and, and mm. that's going to be different for everybody. Everyone's gauge of what they're satisfied with across their weekends or what they what makes them feel good about themselves is going to be completely different. What I think 
not even ticking boxes, but what I need to do on a weekend to make myself feel like I've had a good weekend is going to be different to what yours is. And I think you've tapped... But I think there's something more... Well, you've tapped into something there because I think during the week I'm pretty hectic. Like I do lots of different... wear lots of different hats in terms of work and then, I don't know, especially night... And I did rein it in a little while ago and I was like, I'm just so tired and I was dating a lot and expending a lot of energy focusing outwards and catching up with... And there was a point where I was like, nah, you just need to like have a big cook up and chill. So whilst that is something that I think I'm better at now, there's other, and even just gigging and stuff, like I just have later nights than mm, I mm. Um, than I sometimes feel like. But yeah. once I'm there, I'm like, this is the best, you know? Yeah, yeah, So I do think because those weeks during the week are so hectic and like I had a load of washing that I put on three times because I was like every time I just forgot to get it out of the washing machine, little mm. things like that where I was mm. just like beating myself up. I'm like, you're a fuck up. Mm. Get your bloody washing out of the washing machine. Like allow yourself the five minutes that it's going to take to hang out your knickers. But this is the bit I'm trying to get to and this is what I think is an important thing to crack because I think about it too. Some stuff is don't beat yourself up and some stuff is what are the things that you do want to get done that's going to make you feel good. Mm. And look, do that, you know that's what I mean? What I so s- if the washing is important, and I'm not joking. Washing makes me feel like I've got my life go. sorted. There you go. It so really does. That all and of a sudden, that, so that's what yeah. I mean. Rather than just saying don't be hard on yourself, well, it sounds like if you're beating yourself up about the washing, that the washing might actually be more important than it is to some people. So that should then be lifted in a priority Mm. list well I think tapping into what you said before and what I was going to say with the washing thing and the weekend stuff is that when I'm so busy during the week there are all of these things that I avoid that I don't want to do my personal budget would be one of them Mm. I'm not that great with money or saving money especially getting doing different random jobs some you know like you invoice some the cash some it's kind of all over the shop there's just been this real ability to kind of be like I don't know and then during the week I have no time to do that so all of these jobs that I avoid that I hate I delegate to a weekend what do I do on a weekend I then avoid doing those jobs Mm. I avoid things that I don't like doing and I avoid them so much that they become bigger things and this is in a lot of areas but money is a thing that I absolutely 100% do this with mm-hmm. and that is a lot of people do way worse in the last 12 months way worse than ever way worse than ever yeah because there's an ability for me to kind of squib out of it to kind of like duck and weave underneath you know what it you because need? it's not because it's not that clear what i if you were like what did you make this week or what do you need to say i'm like i don't know sometimes it's important to have people in your life and i swear to god this one of my best mates has been this person through my entire 20s who just had their shit together and even though at times that person made me oh it did, didn't make me feel crap about myself because there was never a judgment or never a you need to get this sorted but by example I was mm. able to watch what I wanted mm. and then I did it and I think it's so important and I'm not this isn't a judgment of anybody in particular or, or thinking about anyone specifically I'm just going back to my own experience but looking at the way I learned was by looking at what I wanted to be. And I I don't know, I think it's important to also have the time where you might joke about that shit, but also have the friends where you don't. I think a lot of my mates are in a similar position where 
we'll joke about it, but then and but there is a real want and a real like we're not. It's not to the point where everyone around me is like, eh, fuck it, who cares? Just buy no. another. Like we're all in a place where we're all kind of wanting that same thing and helping each other, but there's no one kind of a few steps ahead being like, yeah. And it's not even an age thing. It's not even a like I was talking to a mate the other day. She goes, I just don't. I have kids. And I just don't care about owning a house. Maybe I should. You know, yeah, so I don't yeah, think yeah. – I think it's totally a personality thing. Yeah. And I don't – you know, part of – you're from an outsider. You, could, I could look to her and be like, well, she's got her shit sorted. She's married. She's got two kids. She owns a business. But she's worse about with money than I am. Yeah, but I do feel like it's gotten more, I, more intense to the point where a mate the other day, I said – it was a Sunday. I said, what are you doing? Because I'm going grocery shopping. I said, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to come with you. <laughs> So I went and did my grocery shopping at the si- at the same time as her. That's fine. Because I was just like, oh, I just don't want to be alone right now. And a bit of shit had gone down. Like I just was feeling a bit shit about this dude, whatever. And I was like, oh, I just don't want to be alone right now. But it was to the – and we kind of were joking about it, but she was genuinely like every – she was texting me. She was like, where are we at now? Are you okay? And she's a brilliant napper. Like it always goes into this – I think it's so much the way I was raised too. If you were hungover, you'd start a drinking at, say, 18 years old. It wouldn't matter if you were as sick as a dog on the floor, green in the face. You were not allowed to sleep in and you were not allowed to have a nap to the point where I would pull the trundle bed mattress out from underneath my bed and sneak away so that my dad couldn't see me at, you know, midday after I'd been up since nine, after getting home at six in the morning, having a nap hiding behind my bed because he was like, doesn't matter, you got to push through. And I, and I think that's always been in my consciousness somewhere where I'm like, it, it wouldn't matter how bone tired I was, if I've only had a few hours sleep, I'm like, well, I can't waste the day. I'm not napping. Mm. Like this sense of guilt around actually giving your body the rest that it needs. And mm. my mate that I'm always, she's like, I could teach you a thing or two about napping. She's very good at it, very good at resting. And she's like, I'm the opposite. I need to be, need someone to pull me out of bed. Yeah. So it's nice to find someone that she's like, I struggle with Sundays but in a different way. Yeah. I struggle to be able to go do stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, I think the point that I was trying to make is that it might not even be anybody you know. I don't know. I think that there's like, when you're in a bubble and you're in that kind of awesome, I suppose, pocket, particularly with your mates and you are all going through the stuff at the same time, I th- for what helped me was watching someone just in a completely different part of the space, I think. Mm. And then I went forth and started to think about working on that specifically to be more like them. And I can't even believe I'm admitting it because I didn't have any examples of how to be. Mm. So that is, I think, how we sometimes change things Mm. I think the thing I've learned is it's not just like Sundays is a big flag I think you have issues or things that pop up that are flags or something deeper yeah and I just have realized and I was like oh I just need to you know it's not that one layer thing or it's like it's not just as easy as just chilling because you can't no you know and that's the thing you can't copy a person chilling that's certainly not what I'm suggesting and you need to work on just chilling on a Sunday it's been a real um, realization of how many other things there are going on, a few of which we've just mentioned here, yeah. that actually have probably fucking nothing to do with Sundays. No, but they do bring them up, like mm. you said. But that's what I think it's like, look, divulging in, into Sundays, that's kind of what I was saying with the washing, is then actually do it bit by bit where mm. you're like, what are the things that are driving me crazy? Rather than being like, Sundays just suck. 
going, all right, well, the first thing is the washing. The first, the next thing is the budget. The next washing thing is, I can you know do. what I mean? Washing yeah. I can do. You don't, I don't, you don't have to watch anyone do that. Imagine <laughs> you just are on YouTube, like watching people washing on a Monday and you're like, inspo. <laughs> well, seriously, as someone that put the washing load on for the third time, maybe I do. But, but it, it does make me feel like Martha Stewart. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. You, like we're laughing about it, but it's – it isn't that funny if it makes you feel good and mm. organised and, and it's, it's a symbol of a way that you've looked at after mm. yourself. Mm. Like it's obviously opening up a symbol as to how you care for yourself. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's interesting, the first memory I have of my first period was in a downstairs bathroom and my mum wasn't home, she's a single mum, so she's working, always working, always home by myself. How old were you? Oh, 13. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and rang her at work and she worked on a hospital ward. Mm. So you have to like ring and say, can I please speak to Pam? Oh, and they're like, oh, okay, is that you, Stacey? Yeah. But before then... What was the feeling when you wanted to call your mum? Were you panicked? Were you excited? Were you um, confused about what to do? What was it? But before my period or when I had to call mum? Yeah, when you got it. Like what are you calling? Are you calling to oh, ask you, your mum what to do or I just ha- to tell her? Tell her? I yeah. don't know. I didn't yeah. have any idea what was going on yeah. and I didn't feel anything. It just was blood in my knickers one day. <laughs> like do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I was like, oh, my God, I'm a woman or oh, my God, I have all this pain or mm. it was nothing. It's just mm. all of a sudden blood was there. And I rang her and she just talked me through where I could find a pad. I think she might have already bought some by memory. And then I went to school. And I remember then over the next few years being incredibly um, just teenage-like about it. Like sometimes my sheets would have blood on them. Sometimes Mm. my school dress would because I wouldn't – I didn't have a calendar in an iPhone to know when my period was. I didn't have a calendar in my room. I was 14, you know, and you just – and you're just kind of navigating through that time of going, oh, my God, oh, my God, can you look at the back of my dress? If I got – oh, my God, oh, my God. You don't have to be young to do that. As someone that like had a very – um, what's the word? Like my a sporadic period. I, like most of my knickers have some form of like weird, like 
remnant brown stains on them. Well, it's interesting you say that because I got off the pill, oh my goodness, I was on it for maybe a couple of years. Then I was on Implanon and spotted for a bit, but then had fairly regular periods to the point where towards my mid to late 20s, I was out of all contraception. I just never, I've been a bit of a natural hippie for like a long time. This isn't a new thing or since I've done the podcast. So I was pretty keen to just go a la natural. And so I've had pretty consistent periods and they were, weren't particularly heavy, um, which was interesting because that was the, one of the reasons I thought I didn't have endo because I thought that you had to have incredibly heavy periods in order to experience endometriosis. But no, nah, I had mine. They would last for about three days, weren't particularly heavy. I wouldn't really need to even wear a lot of the time a tampon or a pad to bed. Really? Um, so and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't bleed at all overnight? Not particularly, no. Okay. And nothing heavy enough to go through my clothes. Mm. Like if I did, there might be a bit. And I always wore period knickers to bed anyway, so. Yeah, knickers okay. that I just didn't really give a yeah, shit about that yeah. were really full brief yeah, yeah. full brief hugging everything feel in. that yeah mm-hmm. and so then when I got up I'd go to the toilet and maybe then that's when I would bleed standing up mm. so it just was pretty consistent and I never really had anything I, I moved to the diva cup um a few years ago now we covered that on the radio show quite mm. um Quite. Uh, oh, we'll put a link in for it? the YouTube video. The first time you ever put a diva cup in, I was there. I forgot about instructing that. you, and then you put it up the wrong way. No, you instructed me to put it up the oh, wrong sorry. way. Oh, sorry, I instructed you to put it. Yeah, I mean yes. minor details. Yeah, B- large detail. Lol. And then I started using it for good. I used that one that we bought. You know, I still got one. I've bought one. Oh no, bought one. We got given one. And I have been too scared to use it. Like the last three rounds of period, I'm like, I'll do this next time. Look at our own instruction I video. Know. Um, yeah, and then I spoke about it on the radio show where I couldn't get it out. It was like laying an egg, you know. You have to really squat there. So, look, it's been pretty boring. There's not a whole lot to report. And then I experienced this morning waking myself up from my period going all across my bed. This oh. is very graphic, but welcome to the show um and like a little kid because now I share my bed with my husband who is that's still quite a it's not a new thing but certainly a new thing with stuff like this like mm. it's not like I don't know just it's weird well and there's I still just, first times for everything exactly and you so could be I'm with like, someone for 10 years and never bleed your period in your bed so you know when you wake up and you're like that's wet I've got my period yeah fuck so I wake up, yep, sure enough, through the sheet, through the mattress <gasps> protector, his mattress protector, which of course we're married, so he's mine. But still, it wasn't mine. You know, it wasn't, I didn't bring it to the house. It makes me feel weird. Mm. And then he has this expensive mattress. It's worth a million dollars. Did it go through the, mat- to the mattress? No, thank God. Yeah, so okay. it's like I've he got that. up at, I don't know, 5 a.m. to watch some Premier League game. So it was very early and I'm waking, I'm woken up to this kind of embarrassed teenage self all over again at a period that that appears to be a lot heavier than what I had before I was pregnant so I think what's happened is is this the first period you've had no 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 but it is a bit heavier and the it was interesting because I got my first period after my miscarriage in America and it was a bit heavier but I thought oh maybe that's the first one like Mm. I didn't know Nah, looks like my period now is just heavier since, which is so strange. And now it's all different. Yeah, well, I guess your body, like it's been through such a massive change that maybe it will recalibrate. Maybe it will be like this for the next few months. Or six months and then maybe, it'll go back to what it was previously. Or I don't maybe know. Maybe my period was always supposed to be like this. I feel like with a pregnancy, and even though mine didn't work out 
you know, the way that everybody wants, well, most people want pregnancies to work out. Um, I think in a way it was always interesting that people said that pregnancies sometimes did help, not that you should ever recommend this, to women with endo or other types of illness because your body kind of has this influx of hormones and almost like a clean out because it's yeah, so it's right. doing what it's supposed to do, in inverted commas, what, uh, you know, physically it's looked upon to do and especially when there are do. legions and things growing yeah, on it kind your of reproductive organs flushes everything yeah, out yeah. so i kind of feel like in a way it's flushed you know my i fell pregnant and that was a good thing for my body and now i've got these different kinds of periods which is just a bit trippy and yeah, interesting. and also weird in that it's also so i got up and Ben's like, oh, babe, what are you, are you all right? And I was just gave him a hug because I was like embarrassed like a little girl. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like, it's just a bloodbath in there. Mm. <laughs> and so we, you know, got everything up and I went downstairs and washed it and whatever. It was all fine. But then I just was like, I don't know. It's just so interesting that it, you know, I'm in my 30s now and, and how, and I'm sure I'll experience this uh, hopefully when I get pregnant again and we'll continue to experience this across our lives. But our bodies are just constantly changing and our periods are just such symbols of oh, that. Oh, mate, yeah. It's yeah, it's actually in a weird way probably a nice, not a nice thing, but to be able to get back in um, in contact with, I don't know, seeing, like there's something to be said about seeing blood there. Mm, mm, you know, As a woman. Yes, there's something and I don't think I probably realised that. You know, I was on the pill for about 10 years. I didn't have a period for about eight years. Like literally eight years. I went to all different doctors. They said, it's fine. It's just because you've been on this one form of contraceptive pill for a really long time. Your body becomes used to it. I would have all of the symptoms of a period, back pain, you know, a bit of PMS, kind of, you know, a bit crampy, you know, increasing appetite, all that kind of stuff, but would never actually bleed. Mm. And now since having my actual period, having gone off the pill about, I don't know, close to a year ago now, I kind of like it. Like I like that it's so clear that it's almost an explanation and you kind of see, I don't know, you see that you're a woman. You see what your body is doing. You see what it's capable of. There's something visual about the the ferocity of the colour red even that yeah. you're like, yeah, there's no denying I am a woman and I am on my period. It I don't, does. I don't, I don't mind that it's this big siren kind of. Yeah, and it's like it, there does seem to be some form of power in it. Like mm. even when you when you start – well, you should start using the Bediva Cup because that's only going to accentuate those feelings, which I think is so important because when I laid there on the couch and Ben was so sweet, I had this blanket and then he like wrapped me more in a blanket and just really got that – okay, first day of your period, you just need to be cocooned a bit. Like it was nice. I was watching him do tri-dips on the couch as he watched the soccer. And, and it was at 5.30 a.m. But then I was like, I said to him. Tri-dips on the couch. <laughs> it was so funny. It was just so funny. I was like, how many are you doing? Ten, that's it. How many reps? Just properly critiquing. Anyway, and I, I said to him, you know what? I can't be hating on this moment because that very period is what's going to allow me to get pregnant again for us mm. to have a baby again. Mm. And and I think the same for all of us. Like the more we hate on our period, the more we are going against what our body is saying is good. Mm. You know, like you just mm. said, that ferocity, that, that you know, and listen back to the podcast that we, we spoke about at the beginning of this show uh, about exactly Lucy how Peach. We'll yeah, put it in the, pregnant in the show notes. Yeah. about periods work. But yeah. there is this real ability, just like the full moon, that we get to cleanse once a month. And it is interesting when I look at my partner who is just as spiritual and totally into 
uh, just development and really looking at healing himself and all of his pasts like I do. And I know for a fact that it is it is a little bit easier for me to, to work through stuff. And I, I think it's because being a woman and the way that we're structured to, to let go and to literally flush out, mm. you know, things out of our body through our through our periods even and, and be able to do all the things that we do in our cycle, there is something really powerful about mm. that, that that men don't have. I've just looked up whether periods change after pregnancy because I thought I should probably do a little bit more um, – thoughts more more research on that but they said it could go either way like i think it can with all pregnant you know with all periods i mean i'm not sure that light or heavy is necessarily normal or not it was my normal and it was consistent yeah Yeah. yeah. um but it said you know likely that periods return to normal periods get worse or periods get better i.e oh yeah it could be fucking a mixed bag (laughs) dale but this Um, is but this is the thing also with periods like how much of a an indication it can be like in terms of stress level what you're eating where you're at you know Know, all those kinds of um I think sometimes we just like just chuck a tampon up there and I've always been someone that's very intrigued at, I mean this is disgusting but looking at if I go to the toilet I'm mm. always intrigued looking at my tampon how much blood's on there Mate, is there much there? you need looking to at my, use your diva cup looking, it's like I actually am now considering putting the blood into plants that's where I'm at oh, with okay it. yeah cool. so you need to get I even involved. look at my poo, like my oh. the colour of my wee. I've always like that's important. Like and yeah. I know people are like, great thing in it. But it's like, well, based on your stress levels, if you're if you've got kind of a bit di- diarrhea, it's like, well, what's going on? You know? Yeah. And the your period bud in a similar way, if it's clotted or it's not that much or it's really heavy because I don't know you or pop, you skip one or whatever yeah yeah. Yeah, you sk- yeah I think all that stuff we're kind of told that it's gross and this disassociation from what we think is disgusting from our own bodies actually can be a really kind of good indicator and a good sign of what's going on well it's talking to you isn't it it's talking to you and and you you go through research and you try and think oh my god how am I going to figure out what this is a lot of the time you're right you can look at your shit your poo or your periods and there's a good chance you've got an idea of of where you're at I mean if that's not a quotable quote look at your shit your wee your period see where you're at I'm fucking you know I'm gonna make a meme from that Will do. You can hold me to that. That's what's going up on socials this I week, Dale. I will not be putting it on my new single wrinkle <laughs> project. See, I will not be associated oh, you will be with single this part of forever. me. <laughs> hey, it probably worked well for your business. We need to keep keep those singles in. Oh, shit. But, lol, lol, lol. but, but it, it actually has said here that some women will experience heavy, heavier, longer or even potentially more painful periods after having a baby because there's a larger uh, uterine cavity that's causing more endometrium uh, lining to shed, so mucus yeah, lining okay. to the uterus to shed, which would make sense. Because it was getting ready for the baby. Yeah, but also it might be um, stuff that's still up there mm. from all of that, all the, what mm. was going on. And particularly, interestingly enough, a miscarriage that would apply to also mm. that mm. there's, you know, who knows, they go and do a surgery and I had the uh, DNC, but I'm sure that there's often, you know, stuff that they probably, mm. that needs to kind of come out and heal as well. Mm. So that would be similar if you had an abortion also. You, yeah, you would have similar, yeah. Mates, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, right. that's where I'm at. It's just an interesting time. And I guess 
the moral of the story is, is that I came full circle and was incredibly grateful, like you were saying, mm. to see it, even though I was confronting and I need to get up really early and my laundry's downstairs and I'm still not 100% sure that I should have stuffed that mattress topper into my 7.5 kilo washing machine. You but put the mattress topper in? You can't do that. That's, well, a, that's a dry cleaner job. Yeah, well, it's in there. So might have to go and see. I better go down there and check yeah. that and I will do it because it'll make me feel really great about my life having done some form of laundry Thank you kindly. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Go and see if my period blood is on my mattress tupper. And on that note, if you are digging this show, (laughs) um, this particular episode of this particular channel, check us a review or a rating um, or jump on board our VIP Prossy program. The shows are free, but if there's there's kind of extras kicking around, you can be a part of a Facebook group. Uh, The link is in show notes. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate you listening, basically. Yeah, we do. We'll be back next week. Uh, a really exciting week. We speak to Michaela Bannis, who joins us on the show to talk about how McLeod's daughters is slash isn't coming back. Oh, it's amongst, a big one. Amongst big one, guys. Many other oh, things. That's, that's yeah. God, one of the things. Her, her whole relationship trajectory Incredible. of kind of marriage, not marriage, engaged. To get yeah. like It's a very, very interesting story. And, and like all the people that we speak to and choose quite selectively, is incredibly open and Real generous. generous. Real gem. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Did you love this podcast but you want to chat about it more make sure you go to the thinker girls on facebook uh, it's obviously us and insta because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you posse yes we want to know what you think posse so every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions plus we're on insta stories every damn day so you get to come along with us for this crazy tg ride yeah merce head to facebook instagram snapchat or even twitter to find us 